From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of March 21st, 2013. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Wayne Toygo, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Mary Jo takes a look at the treasures of the Walt Disney Archives, and I ride a bus. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Dizboard Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello. Quick housekeeping regarding last week's segment with Leah. We talked in, not in depth, but a little bit about the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue and whether or not you needed reservations. Make those reservations if you plan on going there. We went there with Mary Jo, met up with Mary Jo and went there and it was an hour wait on a Saturday evening. So if you want to eat there, I would suggest making reservations. Don't you agree, Major? I definitely agree. You yeah. know, it, it's when that place first opened up for a few years, it, there was always plenty of room. Yeah. I was surprised how busy it was when we were there. Yeah. And the food was so good. Yeah, it was. And I'm not a big fan of ranch-style beans, but I, I had like five scoops of those. <laughs> love that place. Just okay. love that place. Always have. It's. We should have a Diz meet there, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yep. That'd be fun. Okay, so let me ask you guys, what when when kids eat the chicken, what is their favorite part of the chicken to eat? The meat. Well, <laughs> Mine <laughs> like thighs. Thighs? The leg. Mine the always like the drumsticks. Yeah. So we had eaten, um, you know, we had, we wanted seconds, and West wanted chicken, and all they had were like big breasts, and he really didn't want to eat um you know, so much meat. So he he's asked not for a some. Breast ch- man, huh? He's no, not at nine. No. <laughs> so of course he had to go straight there. Um, so when he asked, they brought him a little bucket full of chicken legs, mm-hmm. uh, drumsticks. You know, when I say full, it wasn't a, a ton, but it was, was five it was, or something in there. Yeah, yeah it, but it was, a, and I, I mean, and anybody could get it. But I just thought it was kind of cool that they paid attention that a child wanted some chicken, and that they brought the d- drumsticks because kids love to eat drumsticks. Drumsticks, yeah. so. That was oh, neat. I mean, my husband loves the loves dark meat versus white meat. He always says white meat is just too dry. Yeah, well, so. this, this it was all good. Yeah, the was. links were good. The, everything was good. And the, and I thought the service was also for being a picnic outside. Mm-hmm. Picnic air quotes. Um, she kept what was her name? Rosemary something like something that. Something like that. Um, kept with a friendly smile on her face. That you know, and, and service also just. Enhances a meal, I think. But I, I took over your housekeeping, Tom. So. No worries, no worries. <laughs> uh, any other Plus, ha- the company was great. Yes, it was. Any other housekeeping? <laughs> okay, so I actually will say that um, with Leah's that we did talk about the um, breakfast at Flo's, and we asked if anybody had had the salted caramel banana French toast, and I did the other week, nice. and it's so, so good. Describe it, Nancy. It is a brioche-style French toast, which means it's a, a little bit lighter of a bread, and it is done more like a bread pudding sort of style. But 
they have this wonderful caramel sauce that's, I mean, it's very moist, and it's one of the, the caramel sauce just drizzles over it, and then they have a, a, a cooked banana, not cooked, but a, you know, like grilled banana on top of it. And one of the things they do do, and I'll caution um, folks if they're concerned about salt, is they do sprinkle sea salt as kind of a finish to the dish. So there is extra extra bites of salt that you'll get oh, when you taste you, it. You lost me when you said bread pudding. You know, it's it's a bread pudding, but it's not a bread pudding. Mm-hmm. It's not traditional, you know, here's a giant piece of Texas toast, let's soak it in some egg and slap it on a grill. It's a little more complicated than that. Mm, okay. But it's really, really good. Mary Cho, you've had their other breakfast, right? I had the um, tamale and egg breakfast, and that was really good, also. Thanks. And, and you know, when we for, when we all first went to Flo's, we kind of gave it some good reviews and some, you know, not some so-so reviews. On the Disneyland board, people have been raving about the food lately at Flo's, so I need to go back at lunchtime and try it out. Yeah. I think. I love I, it. I think I've only eaten there once, so I'm going to have to go back and try it. Well, what's nice is this is another early option for breakfast in the park. It's And it's a good location because you want to be in Cars Land anyway to get some of those attractions out of the way yeah. where the crowds hit. So why not? And it's also, uh, like you're, like Nancy is saying, you know, that for breakfast there's not too many options in, in California Adventure, and this is... This is a, a perfect one because you can either sit inside or outside depending on the weather. My next goal is the bread is the uh, scrambled eggs and the You've bread. You've been bowl talking about that for two years, Nancy. I know, <laughs> but it's still my next goal. I can't help it. Every go back time to I the February two thousand February two thousand eleven podcast. I know. Nancy's talking about. You know, I just can't find anybody who wants to get over there and get it. I had to break out of the line at Mater's and go get it on my own to get the French toast. <laughs> so okay. there. Okay. Any other housekeeping? I have another really quick one. Okay, go ahead. Um, I would like to thank everybody who participates on the Disneyland board. Um, there, uh, we have some really good people who answer questions um, and who kind of help me take care of the board. It's not really helped me. They keep the board a nice, friendly, um, keep it a nice, friendly environment. And we have some people, I'm not going to name names, they fly under the radar, radar spreading their magic. I just want to acknowledge that that's what makes our little corner of the dish so special is, mm-hmm. is the cool things happening. And and no matter how many times people ask if they can get reservations for Club 33, they always get a nice answer. <laughs> <laughs> a nice snow threadlock. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Don't forget, chat nights, Wednesday, 9 p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, that's email uh, email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. Also, be sure to uh, check out our show notes page, disunplugged.com. Friend us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We're all out there and love to talk to you and have you stalk us. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh- yeah. Nothing. Okay. Don't what? don't forget Coasting for Kids, June 9th at Knott's Berry Farm and Cedar Fair theme parks across the country. 
join Dizzers in your area or here if you want. Um, Mary Jo and I are participating as well as my family because they won't let me ride roller coasters alone apparently. Um, but <laughs> my son made a flyer to take to school for his principal and his teachers. And he's a go-getter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my so. gosh. He's. I'm going to have to really work hard to try to beat. Wes and, yep. and raising money. Well, he, he was like, I'm never going to get to $75. It's like, okay, no, you're a cute kid. You're going to get there before I will. Come on. <laughs> so, um, well, I'll put links in the show notes, but it's coastingforkids.org, and be sure to join Team Diz Coasterpalooza 1.0, either east or west, hopefully west, and have fun at theme parks riding roller coasters. It's really not a bad deal. You register for 25 bucks. For that, you get admission to the park, you get a t-shirt, and get a lunch. So you, you can't really beat it. Then you just have to raise a minimum of $75, which just should be fairly easy in the next, oh, two and a half months or so. So it's going to be fun. Any other housekeeping? Good. Okay. Let's head over to Tony with the news. Clean the World Foundation has honored Disneyland Resort for recycling bath amenities to change lives and protect the environment. Ew. Disneyland Res- yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know if that changes lives, but that's okay. Disneyland Resort has donated nearly 20,000 pounds of gently used bath amenities in 2012. <laughs> I know I'm kind of icky reading it, but okay. Um, Disneyland Resort was honored by the nonprofit organization Clean the World well, we're going to find out. Okay, sure. Um, honored by the nonprofit organization Clean the World Foundation Incorporated for its environmental efforts to recycle partially used soap and bath bottled bath amenities. The nonprofit organization sanitizes, repackages, and distributes the amenities, which may otherwise be discarded by the hospitality industry, to people in need around the world, helping to prevent hygiene-related illnesses. Boom, Tom. Now you feel bad. Um, no. <laughs> no, so do I. I do, too, because I was making fun of it, too. Sean Siepler, CEO and co-founder of Clean the World, recognized the Disneyland Resort at a ceremony today, acknowledging the work of all three resort hotels and their collective donation of nearly 20,000 pounds of amenities in 2012. Combined, the Disneyland Hotel, Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, and Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa donated more than any other property in California. We're pleased to recognize the Disneyland Resort for their continued support, said Siepler. The fact that every hotel at the Disneyland Resort is among our top participants speaks to their commitment to join the global hygiene revolution and inspire positive change in the world. The global hygiene revolution is going to be my new catchphrase. Since July 2... I know That's actually the name, name of my band. Oh, you stole that. Oh, you're so good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Whatever happened to your well, band, Tony? Well, no, oh, wait. What was my band? Well, I didn't uh, have a name. Something with a pole or something? I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it is. But I know GHR, Global Hygiene Revolution, is pretty good. His band is pretty good. So I heard they're touring again. So, yes. uh, Anyways. Okay. Aww. Okay. Since July 2011, the Disneyland Resort has worked digi- diligently with Clean the World to recycle the bath amenities from its 2,402 hotel rooms. In 2012, the three properties collected 10,000 pounds of soap bars that were recycled into 53,392 bars of soap. Nearly 9,500 pounds of bottled bath amenities were also donated, amounting to a combined total of 19,400 pounds, or 9.7 tons of waste diverted from landfills and repurposed. 
Disneyland Resort housekeeping cast members voluntarily collect the used amenities after guests check out of their rooms. From there, they are sent to a processing facility, after which they are sent to countries in need from around the world. The passionate voluntary support of our housekeeping cast members is what makes this program successful at the Disneyland Resort, said Pilar Hamill, general manager of the Disneyland Hotel. They have brought this program to life at our hotels, and thousands of lives have already been changed because of them. Interesting. I didn't know that was even possible. And from less, from clean to dirty, a woman denied selling fake Disneyland tickets to families. A 22-year-old Hollywood woman pleaded not guilty to charges that she defrauded several families by selling them bogus Disneyland tickets on Craigslist, police said. Elisa Yanokian is charged with seven felony counts of forgery and one felony count of grand theft stemming from her arrest Wednesday, according to a Los Angeles County Superior Court criminal complaint. Glendale detectives said the woman posted ads on Craigslist indicating that she was selling Disneyland pick tickets for $50 each. Tickets purchased directly oh, from Disneyland cost, really? up, yeah, wow, okay. cost up to $87 for a regular day pass. At least half a dozen families reported purchasing Disneyland e-tickets from her at her apartment in Glendale. They according deserve to, detective- to get screwed. Wow. Oh, oh I don't know. $50, yeah. really? You, you think you're really going to get a Disneyland ticket for $50? In the- hey, yeah, okay. But, Sorry. Tom, not everybody listens to Disneyland podcasts and knows, and and maybe they, you know, they're... It's a, everybody you know, wants it's a, to get something for cheap. I, I know, but I don't... Deal. Yeah, but, but that isn't... No, no, but it isn't... I'm thinking of, let's say, some of the parents of the kids I, I teach and... The dad gets one day off a month and not here. Oh, now you're making me feel bad. You should be. First, you make fun of the helping people in third world countries get clean. And now you're kind of mean today. I'm just saying. I'm just waiting for Quincy. I I didn't even enter the soap discussion. Quincy Jones to write a song about it. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Um, global hygiene revolution. (laughs) Clean the world. I mean, okay, yes, $50 isn't really... About isn't what we think, but if you you talk to some people that don't really have any clue, I don't. I mean, if they're on Craigslist, I don't know. I'm just trying to feel nice this, okay. this evening. I know. Okay, we're not done with the story, anyways. Okay. At least half a dozen families reported purchasing Disneyland e-tickets at her apartment in Glendale. She often provided the families with a photocopy of a fake ID card in an effort to demonstrate she was a legitimate seller. The detective added. Some families were turned away at the park's gates in Anaheim when workers spotted the fake passes. When families confronted her for a refund, she reportedly ignored their calls and refused to return their money. Yanokian had been advertising and selling the fraudulent passes to unsuspecting families for several years, Detective Owen added, but detectives on Wednesday said they were finally able to catch up with her who had moved out of her Glendale apartment and was living in hotels in Hollywood. They posed as potential buyers and contacted her via a phone number she posted on her Craigslist ad. Detectives arranged a meeting at Hollywood Boulevard and Western Avenue in Los Angeles to purchase four Disneyland tickets for $50 each. Once they spotted Enochian, they arrested her. And that is the news. Okay, good. Get those people off the streets. Well, it's true. I mean, they finally got rid of the the sign guy on the corner, so... I know. That was ridiculous. This is a whole other reason for those magic bands. Oh, God. No. To get rid of these, these yeah, kinds my, of My frauds. son was looking at the, because we get the Mickey monitor from, from Disney World. Oh, yeah, we did and, too. And so it was showing a big old ad of, of the My Magic Bands. He's like, oh, those are so 
cool. I can't wait to have one of those. <laughs> okay. Yep. And well, how? And today it's magic bands. Tomorrow it's a chip under your skin. <laughs> that would be easier. <laughs> It, right. it could it, it could be used on multiple visits. I just you know re reenact the uh, yeah. the pin. It's, it's the mark of the mouse. <laughs> nice. Wow. As long as, as long that's as it's not, not six six six. <laughs> yeah, send it to him, not me. I didn't make any comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire, Mary Jo. Well, this is kind of exciting news. Oh, um, good. That's, that's why. That's why. That's right. Disneyland next. D23 Expo um, is going to be going to Japan this year in, in October, October 12th through the 14th at the Tokyo Disney Resort. And it's a special event for Japanese-speaking Disney fans. Um, it's the first expo to be held outside the U.S. It'll feature an array of engaging presentations, for the most part in Japanese, hosted by senior Disney Japan, Disney Japan creative executives, showcasing what's on the horizon from across the Walt Disney Company, including theme parks, movies, television, music, and interactive gaming. Fans will enjoy unique experiences, have the opportunity to purchase one-of-a-kind merchandise and collectibles, meet many of their favorite Disney characters, and delight in countless other surprises. It will also feature two special exhibitions celebrating landmark Disney milestones. First, to pay homage to the Walt Disney Company's 90th anniversary, D23 and the Walt Disney Archives will present Treasury of the Walt Disney Archives, featuring nine decades of treasures from the Archives' vast collection. Plus, the Tokyo Disney Resort will celebrate its 30th year with a special retrospective exhibit. It's um, the special exhibit, excuse me, the special exhibition presented by Oriental Land, operator of Tokyo Disney Resort, celebrates this milestone year by making D23 Expo Japan possible. But it's cool because it's celebrating... Walt Disney's, like I said, 90th anniversary, Disney Channel's 10th anniversary, Disney Mobile's 5th anniversary, and the Tokyo Disney Resort's 30th anniversary. It sounds kind of cool, except for the whole thing of it being in Japanese. Well, you know, there's a lot of um, Japanese fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'm sure they'll have a salute to Duffy. (laughs) Well, you know, they... they might. I, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think this event, I don't say it's overdue. I think it's, it's, Japan's a well, um, chosen place to, to receive it. So good yeah. for them. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael? Well, you may have heard that back in 2009, Disney purchased Marvel for $4 billion. And oh, that little thing. <laughs> yeah, that little <laughs> thing. And recently, Disney said it was going to prioritize its plans to introduce theme park rides based on Marvel superheroes. And knowing the restrictions that they have in Orlando because of Marvel's agreements with Universal, the the Twitterati out here at Disneyland got all excited, wondering, okay, where is it going to appear in Disneyland? You know, and all the you know how all the rumors for the third gate change. Mm-hmm. You know, every Depending couple of years. Which bus driver you're with. Yeah. Exactly. So they thought, okay, that it'll be a Marvel theme. You know, there's been rumors that that Innoventions is going to be replaced with a, a Marvel themed attraction. Well, it looks like Hong Kong Disneyland is getting the Marvel superheroes. Um, Hong Kong Financial Secretary John Sang said the theme park which is 52% owned by the city's government, will add an area featuring featuring Marvel heroes 
as part of the resort's expansion program. So they're going to have the comic superheroes like Spider-Man, X-Men, and the Fantastic Four, and um, other comic book stars. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland is the smallest of Walt Disney Company's parks worldwide, and this year... Um, it's made its first annual profit since it opened in 2005. So they're hoping that the addition of the Marvel characters is going to be a big draw for the mainland Chinese tourists after the success of the Marvel characters' films in China. They're also hoping it's going to attract an older um, crowd and more affluent visitors um, rather than the younger audiences that the traditional Disney characters target. I think this is smart for the for the US Disney parks because we can they can see which things work and which things don't work. Yep. Let let them test everything and then bring it over to Disneyland. Yeah. Where do you think Marvel though could fit in Disneyland or California Adventure? I mean, do you think there's even a place? Hollywood section of California Adventure, maybe. Or Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm counting. I I want a Thor ride. (laughs) I want a Thor ride, I think that'd be Fantasyland. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let let that one go. Thank you, Michael uh, Wayne. One of the great places to go for food, entertainment, and fun in Disneyland's downtown Disney district is the House of Blues. It's sort of tucked away in the corner of the far end of downtown Disney, and you won't pass it if you're walking from the parking lot tram to the park entrances. But it is one of the better destinations in downtown Disney. The dining menu features American and Cajun dishes, and on Sunday mornings, they always have their sensational gospel brunch, which I've had and is very, very good. But you shouldn't overlook the House of Blues stage, which is inside the restaurant and features live music from world-renowned musical acts, as well as some of the area's new and upcoming performers. You'll hear everything from rock and roll and hip-hop to jazz and blues. There's also a very cool House of Blues store, which has a great collection of items and souvenirs, including T-shirts, caps, jackets, CDs, a selection of hot sauces, mugs, glasses, and many art pieces. So, for a fun evening or a unique lunch, check out the House of Blues in downtown Disney. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Nancy. Okay. Last week I promised a list of fun Easter events up in the northern regions, unlike Tony's southern regions. And so here's a list of some kid-friendly things to Tony do. Has southern regions? Yeah, I don't like you discussing my southern regions. I'm the little one <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Okay. <laughs> First off, there's all kinds of different um, Easter festivals that are taking place that weekend, which is the 29th, 30th, and 31st of March. Such things as um, if you're heading to downtown L.A., say you're going to, oh, I don't know, that little um, science museum where that little spaceship is, Um you might want to stop at the downtown Easter Fest. Um, huge Easter egg hunt, thousands of eggs, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's 
downtown. There's, I'll put a link to some of these events in the show notes. There, if you're going to the Grove and Farmer's Market, there is a bunny brunch at the American Girl Store um, on Saturday, March 30th. So they have a, you know, bring your doll, bring your bunny, have fun with it. Also, um, let's see, Beverly Hills. They have a... If you're into seeing the ritzy sites where all the celebrities hang, the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel's Polo Lounge has an Easter brunch, which for being as swank as that place is, um, ranges from $55 to $125 person. So, you know, if you've got the cash and you want to see, you know, the places where the celebs go, that's one uh, one thing. The L.A. Zoo has its Big Bunny Spring Fling. And you can get photos with the big bunny, music, plant carrots, crafts, pet bunnies, all that sort of good things. At Pasadena at the Los Angeles Arboretum, there's an egg scramble and egg expedition. And that, and that is uh, Saturday, March 30th. And basically, they're asking for a $3 donation to that in addition to the admission to the Arboretum. At um, Kids Space Gardens, there's another event on Sunday. Descanso Gardens has an Easter brunch, and their uh, their food is made by the same patina group that runs most of the restaurants at Downtown Disney. So here you've got just quite a a few things. Now, one uh, Tony didn't mention was down um, in Irvine Way which is not very far from Disneyland, there's an Easter extravaganza at the Irvine Park Railroad. Um, and that is on Saturday, March 30th, and it's only $5 per ticket. And it looks like a lot of fun. You've got tra- free train tickets, eggs for everybody, and hay rides, paddle boat and bike rentals, cookie decorating, all kinds of good stuff there. Um, so also... Uh, out in the valley, there's a few things. Anyway, Red Tricycle, um, Red Tricycle's website has a lot of great family activities for Los Angeles. It's one of my new discoveries, and I really like it. So, what's it called again, Nancy? Red um, Tricycle. It's www.redtri.com, otherwise known as Red Tricycle, and it, they. Um, you can pick your city on it too, which is kind of a cool thing. You can, um, for those in uh, Chicago, New York, Portland, San Francisco, Seattle, or Southern California, you can uh, get all kinds of events. They just recently partnered with Zulily.com for information. So nice, pretty, pretty neat place to look around. I like a- it. Excellent, Nancy. It's, that is the name of the article I found. Twenty excellent Easter adventures in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, my turn next. Speaking of spring, Nuts is having their spring fling, March twenty third through April seventh. Uh, Nutsbury Farm will be celebrating the coming of spring in a big way with live entertainment, interactive games, and a food and food and wine event starting March twenty third. Um, the search for the Easter Beagle. We'll have kids completing a quest all over the park, finding images of the famous beagle, and have a chance to win egg-amazing giveaways. Um, 
The Peanuts characters will be having Peanuts Party in the Park, a new interactive live show in Charleston Circle, a musical review featuring some of today's top ten hits that they'll have the whole family singing. Uh, head over to the Boardwalk area for big Boardwalk board games where uh, family can play oversized game pieces for, for with dominoes or tic-tac-toe, etc., also, in the Silver Bullet Midway is the Grand Day 3D Art Show, where guests can step into life-size drawings of some of nature's most beautiful spring scenery for uh, photo opportunities. Excuse me. In the Wilderness Dance Hall is Knott's Towering Topiary Gardens, and there you can uh, there's a wine tasting or beer tasting and farm fresh food offerings. And for the younger set, Lucy's Really Big Show in Camp Snoopy, featuring Lucy and her very own show in Camp Snoopy Theater. Also for teens and tweens and anybody who has rhythm, the Nighttime Spring Fling Dance Party is being held in the Fiesta Village with uh, dance music. And for that time period, Knott's is going to extend their hours from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. so that everybody can take advantage of Knott's Spring Fling. And I'm done. Uh, Tony. Going down south again to Carlsbad, the flower fields are open. They've opened from March 1st through May 12th, 2013. And if you haven't gone and you like flowers, it's a great place to go and see beautiful flowers. The season is March 1st through May 12th. Like I said before, it's open to the public seven days a week from 9 to 6 p.m. And tickets are available $11 for adults, $10 for seniors, $6 for children, Children 2 and under are free. You can get a season pass, which I don't understand. Well, I mean, I guess if I love flowers. Um, and they have some events happening. On April 7th is Kids Day. April 13th is Bluegrass Day. So I'm assuming they're performing music. Uh, Zydeco Day um, is a... Uh, I can't remember the hygiene revolution. It's <laughs> name. GBH. What was it? Come on, global, remember? Global, global hygiene, hygiene revolution. revolution. Yeah, first albums coming out. Just okay. Well, maybe you could perform on a <laughs> on a. a they're, they're, you could perform at the flower fields in Carlsbad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, check out the flower fields in Carlsbad. It's, it's they're right near Legoland. So if you're going to Legoland and you want to see some beautiful flowers, it's a place to go. Thank you, Tony. Time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. Well, last week I talked about, I talked about a thread where people had strollers. Now we're going to one where they're not taking a stroller, and this thread is called Strategies for Not Losing Kids by Ruby Goose. And she puts down, um, this will be our third trip to Disneyland. The last two were in the off season and we used a double, double stroller. This time it will be July and we no longer have a double stroller. Kids will be three and a half and turning six. Both are pretty good at staying close to parents and holding hands, but I think the potential of them getting separated from us and lost is always there. Anyone have any tried and true strategies for keeping little ones from getting lost? I'm thinking of having them carry a family picture with contact info on it in case. My kids don't look anything like me. I'm half Chinese and look obviously Asian, whereas they are a quarter Chinese but have blue eyes. So I think if someone found my three-year-old and was looking for his mom, they wouldn't know to look for me. So they're not planning on taking a, they're, a stroller. They're going to walk. Um, I wonder if them being from Canada has anything to do with it. 
Um, so there were a lot of suggestions, some really good suggestions on this thread um, that included, um, well, one that I thought was kind of weird, <laughs> where they said, write your phone number with a Sharpie on their inside of their arm. So they're actually telling them to uh, mark their kids up with a Sharpie. Somebody else said, say, check out safety tats. They're temporary tattoos that you can put on your child's arm mm-hmm. with your cell phone number. I've never heard of that I before. I saw somebody on the, on the bus the other day with, they had bracelets, like the, the kind you use for admission to things, you know, those kind of the removable paper oh. bracelets, but it had printed their phone number on them. On the outside or the inside? I don't know. Cause, cause I would, I would, I would just feel kind of funny if it had my phone number on the outside of the bracelet. I, I was across the yeah. bus and I couldn't read the phone number, so I think you, you'd, you'd probably have to get really close to see the, the phone number. Either that I or look- get, get a standard, um, like a medical alert type style of bracelet and get it engraved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one. another, a fashion, that's sort of a fashion kind of, you know, change. One of them, um, got di- dog tags made at the pet store and they, they uh, tied them to their shoes. I've heard of that one, definitely. I think that was a good one. Or bottle cap necklaces. There were all kinds of really, really good ideas. And, you know, also they, were, they uh, said take pictures of the children with their, you know, with everybody, almost everybody has digital cameras today. Take pictures of the kids. Some of them were um, a couple of, of uh, people said, um, you know, have your start pointing out cast members as soon as you get to the park, and show your kids the what the people look like to go approach. Mm-hmm. Um, in case another parent said that they do a lot of um, hiking and they tell their kids that as soon as they realize they're lost, just sit and sit in place, don't wander around, and their parents will retrace their steps and find them. So, but I thought I'd bring that up to you guys and th- see if you have any other ideas. Was it, wasn't well, we your definitely... question what to do to not lose them? This is all great stuff after you've lost them. Um, I think that's a that's a a really good idea. I used my brother was the king of getting lost when we were little. <laughs> he was if we went to Disneyland and he didn't get lost, that was an occasion to celebrate. And we had been, we were shown we used to go lost and found probably knew his name. You know he'd go there so often, but. Pay I hate to say it, but lost your kids. Nancy, what did you what do you do with yours? Because yours are still little. Well, I hate to say it, but Lost and Found definitely knows my children's names. But, <laughs> <laughs> but not for that reason, because Lost and Found is in baby care. Yeah. And you know, the girls have been going there since they were born, so the baby care ladies know them all by sight, if not by name and hugs. Have so, you ever lost them? The girls? No. We have not, but I'm really anal about walking next to my children versus letting them trail behind me, and I'm a big believer in holding hands, making holding hands fun. I'm also going to say something really controversial here, but I see absolutely nothing wrong if you have a runner to use the the wrist the wrist bracelets, leashes, and to use the backpacks, the little bear backpacks. I see a, I see quite a few parents with the, well, not I the see, parents, but the kids with them. I see nothing wrong because you know what? 
you're keeping an eye on your child. That means you are a parent who is keeping an eye on their child, as opposed to a parent who isn't. And what would you rather be in the long run? An is or an isn't? <laughs> I think we all want to be is's. We all want, you know, nobody likes to be looked at as the parent who doesn't watch their child. And it, you know, you have one of those kids. So, so, so a few shows ago, we talked about sending kids on rides by themselves, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. So, West is really good about going on rides, you know, Cinnamon, Grizzly River Run, because neither one of us want to get wet. So, we were in the parks the other day, and we had a we had a fast pass that was good in like 15 minutes for Star Tours. So he's like, I want to go on Interventions. I want to go on Interventions. It's like, okay, fine. Neither was neither of us really wanted to go in interventions. So we're like, okay, just go in there for a little bit. We're like, here, take mom's cell phone. He's like, I don't have a pocket. I'm like, okay, just go in there for a few minutes and then come back out. So we sat in the in the bench the tables there just to the left of the Coca Cola. Say again? Of the exit ramp. Uh, no, we were actually by the entrance ramp, which is oh, okay. by the Coke Beagle, by the by the rocket. Yeah. So we sit there and we're chatting, and you know, time goes and time goes, and I'm finally it's 45 minutes later, and Chrissy's like, you know, we probably should go check on him. So I go in there, and you, they they have it backwards now, so you go in. Upstairs. Upstairs. So I walk through upstairs. I don't see him. I'm like, okay. Usually he's here. Alright, so a little little panicky. So then I go downstairs into the into the house of the future, future, future. Walk around, look in all the you know, all the places that I think he would be. I don't see him. So, you know, the heart's racing a little bit. It's like I know he's in Disneyland, he's fine, but why the heck am I not finding him? So then I go back up. I, there was no way I was leaving the building and telling my wife that I couldn't find him. <laughs> so then I go, I go back upstairs, and I look around again, and there he is waiting for the shuffleboard game thingy. Like, okay, that was phew. the Siemens energy thing. Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah. I just don't like saying Siemens. Um, <laughs> you know, I had to say it as an employ as an employee for years, so yeah, it's not anything that doesn't trip off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so so then, I'm, did Tony I'm, hurt himself over there? I'm I'm I'm, I'm standing there, and he's like, um, "You want to play?" I'm like, "Okay." So we're playing this game, and Christy's like texting me, "Did you find him yet? Did you find him yet? Did you find him yet?" So. I, I don't think we'll be letting him go in interventions by himself anymore. Without a phone where he can look and see how much time has really passed. You Is actually it, had a signal to get a text message inside there? Uh, yeah. I have never had a signal inside that building Weird. ever, and I have AT&T. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I took that way with Christy the provider. Answer. Yeah. Exactly. But... Yeah, I, we were, we always held hands, held his hand, and, and when he was little, when he would wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah. So, and you're right. You teach them at a young age, this is what a cast member looks like, this is what a cast member name tag looks like. If you're ever lost, go directly to cast member do not pass go. I think so. Well, thank you. What about, anybody else have any other? Tony, did you ever lose Andrew? Nope. There's, no, no. What did you do to be, to be considered a good parent? <laughs> there Anything were two, different than we did? No, two parents and one kid. So it was easy to keep track of him. Yeah. You know, I, with with me, I had a, a child who I could count a minute. If he got lost in a grocery store anywhere, I less than a minute, and then I would hear a, ah! So he was easy to find. <laughs> Nick would just scream if he couldn't find me. Kelly was the would make friends with anybody, and she was a runner. So she it was always um, – she was um, uh, always a challenge to keep her and, and – from getting lost, but I neither one of my kids got lost either. Just like like Nancy said, always kept them either to the side or in, or just together. We just it, it, the focus was on the kids when they were that age, yeah. so we didn't lose them. But for anybody who'd like to go to this thread, they all had another idea which I had never heard of before, called Google Phone, and apparently you. Um, you get into Google phone and you put that phone number and whoever's phone number is connected to that one phone number, all the phones will ring. So if you have two parents and an older sibling or something like that, you know, all the phones will ring for the, for the child. So yeah, it's called Google voice and you sign up online and then you can put whatever phone numbers you want to access that phone. So basically when they would call that phone number, if you signed up all the other phones to ring, then everybody would ring. So, yeah. Cool. I thought it's that free. was a yeah, – I had never heard of that before. New so, technology. New technology. So there's – there's that's only up to page two. There's five more pages of ideas that people have that are – I mean, like I said, Disneyland Board is – people are just really helpful. So um, Tom's going to have the link to that thread, I believe, in the show notes. Yep. So. I hope nobody recommended getting their kid chipped. <laughs> the mark of the mouse. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. <laughs> that okay. is, is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. And don't, don't <laughs> chip your kids. <laughs> 